Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to another edition of the High Motion Podcast here on Blog Talk Radio. And if you haven't had a chance to check out our first episode, you can check it out here on blogtalkradio.com. All you have to do is go to blogtalkradio.com backslash total sports live. You can also check out, if you also missed that, so you can also check out the episode on on our various platforms, you can check it out first and foremost on uh, on on Apple iTunes. You can just go to the podcast app on your iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, anything Apple-related. All you have to do is go right there, uh, search Total Sports Live, hit the subscribe button. From there, you'll get all our podcast episodes from the first one uh, last last week and our future one our future ones as we go on. Uh, throughout the rest of the uh, regular season. But as always, we have a great show for you all uh, coming up. We have a lot to talk about. Week one is finally upon us. All six teams are in action this week, so we got to talk about that. We got to also talk about the league's brand new uh, partnership with DraftKings. And we're also going to uh, hopefully talk to a, a player and a coach. As, uh, and like I said, as we get ready for week one, it should be very exciting. But before we can even do any of that, let me uh, bring on uh, my guy first and foremost. You know him very well from his days as a uh, youngster doing Sunday night sports, but you know what he does now. He's writing, he's writing for ArenaFan.com, the Arena Football Insider himself, uh, Harrison Brown, joining us back again for another episode of the High Motion Podcast. Harrison, how are you doing today? And we have made it to episode two, which is amazing. I thought they weren't going to let us back after doing the first one, but we're back again this time with episode two of the High Motion Podcast. What's up, bro? How you doing, man? Good to talk to you again. Always good to come on and talk some AFL. Looking forward to talking to a few of my guys tonight, Joe Goosby and Cesar Rayford. Uh, and looking forward to talking about this new DraftKings partnership and just these week one games, man. It's a, it's a great show, great time to uh, talk arena football. And it's, and, it's, and, it's a, and, it's, and it's great that you mentioned uh, the DraftKings um, partnership because let's start there. Um, as, people, as people may have not known, you know, the arena football, man, you, I think we were kind of speculating, in about, speculating about it. Uh, and last week's show we were talking about the possibility of a DraftKings partnership because the logo but on top of the website and you're thinking, all right, if this is this going to come to fruition, you know, is is is, is this is this a possibility that we could see the two, you know, the two come together before the regular season. And just like that, the two became one uh earlier this week, uh was announced that uh the AFL will be on the DraftKings app. It is the app uh the AFL has its own section on the app. It's been live uh, since I think the news came out Monday, so it's been live since Monday. Um, 
when I first went on there, after I heard the news, there was only one contest up there for like $10, but now since I've checked it, there's been uh, there's multiple contests up there, uh, classic uh, contest showdown modes. Um, pretty much if you've been playing DraftKings with the NFL, MLB, um, NHL, you know, anything, uh, this is pretty much the same format. Uh, for the AFL, but Harrison, you know, this is just supreme news uh, to have the uh, to have the AFL, you know, being partnered up with one of the biggest, you know, daily fantasy sports apps and uh, DraftKings. And as I told somebody uh, earlier this week when the news came out, I said the AFL is the perfect league uh, to have the uh, DraftKings partnership with. Definitely. I think it's going to be really cool because there's so much scoring in arena football. Just in general, you know, as long as the sport's been going on, there's always been a lot of scoring in the sport. So you bring that aspect of it to fantasy football, and I think that's really intriguing, you know, to see what these quarterbacks' numbers are going to be when they throw 10 touchdowns and 300 yards. Like, how is that going to correlate to fantasy Mm -hmm. football? I mean, there's going to be so many points to be had. Receivers, three touchdowns isn't even that crazy for guys like Joe Hills, Darius Reynolds, Donovan Morgan, and a lot of other guys. Three touchdowns is kind of just another night at the offense. So it's going to be interesting to see how all of that correlates. I'm really excited to see, you know, how it goes. But honestly, I don't know what the rules are, but I don't think I'm going to be able to bet because I'm only 19. It's 21, right? Or is it 18? Yeah, the bet net. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what the sports books are uh, for DraftKings, but if you are under the age, you can play the Daily Fantasy version app, which is very interesting, like you said, Harrison, you know, for any, you know, like you said, it's a high, the AFL is a very high-scoring game, and I mean, unlike other sports like the NFL and like the NBA, you know, you got to be kind of picky with your, with, with, your, with your selection, saying, I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm going to play this guy or with that guy. With the AFL, as you know, Harrison, just watching it on a year-by-year basis, I mean, Pretty much anybody's liable to go off, you know, for huge games. But more so than ever, you're always guaranteed to get the big, the big game. You're already guaranteed to get big games from your guys like, like, uh, like you mentioned, Darius Reynolds or a Malachi Jones or a Joe Hills or you know Tommy Grady or Dan Rodaball. I mean, if 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 you're not if you, right. if you haven't checked out the AFL, this is I think the perfect way to get into the get into the league and get into the games. Right, and I think it'll be interesting because even when quarterbacks kind of have a bad night, and don't get me wrong, there definitely is mm-hmm. nights where guys have like 150 yards and like only three or four touchdowns, but like in the NFL, that's a pretty good game. Right. Uh, you know, if you throw 200 yards and three or four touchdowns, it's like, all right, played all right. But in the Arena Football League, that's not that great of a game. You definitely lost if you're only throwing three or four touchdowns. So it's, it's interesting how the – the fantasy points will be distributed. That's that's what's all. That's what I'm really interested to see. You know, because like you said, guys like Malachi Jones and Darius Reynolds and Joe Hills, Morgan, Colin Taylor. There's so many good receivers in this league, and there's so many guys who frequently go off and have great nights and put up over 100 yards and three touchdowns, four touchdowns. So it's going to be exciting to see. I'm definitely going to try to find my way into it, but uh, I'm not too much of a better. Just anyway, just in general, I don't, I don't normally bet on sports games, so. Yeah, and then I think, you know, like you said, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. I'm currently perusing the app as we speak, and I'm just looking at, uh, for example, I'm just looking at uh, one of their entries, a $3 entry right now, 
which already has Harrison 97 entries out of 396 for one wow. for one game of AFL football. And wow. it's amazing. Total prize is $1,000. I mean, I'm just looking at this. Uh, I think this is the uh, classic move right now, which means that all three games, you can pick players from all three games. And I'm just looking at it right now. You want to do a captain. You want to pick your captain, which is uh, uh, everything that's his points is multiplied by one and a half. And I'm just looking at it. You know, you got Joe Hills. He's worth fourteen thousand uh, because you have a uh, for people. I'm trying to let me let me get my thoughts together. Uh, in the showdown, in the in the in the classic mode, you have about fifty thousand uh, dollars in in salary cap per se. You put in your three dollar entry, and you have fifty thousand dollars to spend as your salary cap. Uh, and in this mode, you have about six blocks to fill. So if I'm, we're just looking at it right now, Harrison. Uh, your top, uh, your top player right now in terms of price is Joe Hill at fourteen thousand four hundred dollars, which yep, isn't makes bad because we know Joe Hill is the mod. He's a, he's Superman, as the coffee called him. That makes sense. Uh, our second, uh, you got Arvell Nelson at fourteen thousand one hundred. And I, uh, I think Tom that's because of the rushing. Yeah. We talked about that a little bit. I think that's because of the rushing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Tom Grady at so 13,000. And we got Grady at 13,800. Malachi Jones, 13,200. And then at the 12,000 marks, we got uh, Randy Hibbert, 12,900. Darius Prince, 12,600. Dan Rodeball, 12,300. Shane Boyd at an even 1,200. Um, Grant Russell, who looks like he's going to be the starter in Columbus, it seems like, mm-hmm. 11400 And surprisingly, Darius Reynolds, 10200 And Kendrick Ng, 9600 If I had to be a – if I had to, you know, give some people some tips right now, I would right. say right now, uh, if you were playing this, I would say you definitely use Kendrick Ng as one of your uh, – as one of your flex options. Uh, in this week game because, as you know, Harrison, as we know, he's playing for the Black Jacks and they are an expansion team, and he's their best wide receiver. <laughs> so that means he's a heck of a player too. He's a he's like he, he's one of those shorter guys who can just move and he can just run the whole field and mm-hmm. like a like a Sean Kali Namoku or um, even dating back a little bit more, you got guys like Jeff Hewley. So he's a very good player. Oh yeah, definitely. And um, like I said, the uh, there's also a showdown mode, which is right now this week only currently for one game, which is Columbus and Albany, and that's a ten dollar entry. Uh, thus far, there's already thirty eight entries out of two hundred and thirty five uh, right now in this ten dollar entry. And this one's pretty much the same thing: select your captain and just you know pick your uh, flex. And obviously, when it's a just one particular game, you're easy to pick. You know the pick. A lot of guys. Um, when we look at when we look at the DraftKings, and you know we're talking about the whole daily fantasy aspect. Um, if you would, since you are big, you know you're 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 you know the game inside and out, Harrison. When we look at, for example, this select captain feature, which is uh, one and a half fantasy points, um, one and a half fantasy points. And for somebody who's first, you know, just playing this out of fun or just, you know, picking it up for the first time, would you persuade them to go wide receiver or would you tell them to go more so quarterback? Because both can get you mm, the 
That's tough. I don't. I, I would really need to see the scoring breakdown because in fantasy football, the mm-hmm. number. Well, it depends if it's PPR. You know, what I, like there's a lot of scoring to it. If I had to say, I'd probably go quarterback because sometimes, I mean, and it's no disrespect to any of these receivers. Sometimes you can fall out of a game. You know what I mean? Like just right. You don't hook up on a few passes. Quarterback starts going to another guy. Different plays are called. If you're facing one of the great middlemen in the league, like James Romaine or Barmasani, you know, like there's there's some factors mm-hmm. to it. Like if Joe Powell's against you and Joe Powell's locking up, like so there's different factors to it. A quarterback, uh, Dan Rodeball, normally no matter what is going to get his you know five six touchdowns plus. Um, Tommy Grady, right. he's going to throw his five six touchdowns plus his two hundred three hundred yards. Same with Dan. So. I would say the quarterbacks will probably be safer just in the fact that an arena football quarterback is never out of the gameplay. The arena football quarterback uh-huh. is throwing the ball 90% of the time. Receiver, I mean, he's going to get a lot of targets, but it's probably closer to 50. So I don't know the scoring breakdown. If it's PPR, I might say receiver. But uh, just, just off the gameplay alone, quarterback is the most important position in arena football. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, everybody – uh, have fun with that, you know, definitely uh, definitely check it out uh, this week, you know, it should be fun, like I said, the regular season's kicking off Friday night, so it uh, definitely should be fun to see, you know, how this partnership uh, works out with the league, you know, we've been waiting, we've been waiting to see, you know, what else the league is going to come up with and what else they're uh, going to do, and, you know, having the DraftKings um, element is, you know, definitely if, uh, would you say Harrison is the first step of modernizing the league and, you know, bringing it to the 21st century digital age? Yeah, I think it's a really good uh, move into fantasy football. Arena Fan has had fantasy football for a while, and it's always been fun, but this is the first formalized, league-promoted, you know, fantasy football, and as great as Arena Fans has been, this is DraftKings, this is a whole different animal, this is on a national platform, you know, like uh, DraftKings is such a huge company and they've seen so much success over these last few years. Um, they had this partnership for a few years now. And in 2015, when the soul played the boardwalk ball versus the Las Vegas outlaws at boardwalk hall in Atlantic city, DraftKings was involved in that game as well. And it wasn't a formal fantasy thing, but I just remember from being at the game, there was a lot of buzz of, I think DraftKings had something to do with like, in-game promotions, like there was a DraftKings rep and the, the logo was on everywhere. And so DraftKings has been involved in the Arena Football League. It seems like they've been intrigued by this high-scoring um, football league that's in the spring. And I definitely think it could be a positive for, for them as well. Um, this is, you know, everyone loves football. Everyone loves fantasy football. Uh, bringing the Arena Fantasy Football to it is, is definitely going to be good for the league and potentially DraftKings. And like you said, um, I, don't, I don't really know what the numbers – usually are for the other sports and other leagues, but you made it sound like the uh, the Arena Football League is doing pretty good in their, their bets so far. So that's definitely a positive sign, and it's just exciting to see a, a new, you know, a new invention in this league. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, it definitely should. It definitely uh, uh, should be, and, you know, like I said, we'll definitely see how, you know, this all plays out and how it develops over the season and see, you know, if, you know, the league is seeing some real dividends and, you know, seeing some real uh, interest uh, being sparked up. Um, as you know, this is the High Motion Podcast here uh, with Joe Alford and Harrison Brown of ArenaFan.com. And Harrison, you know, 
we got to bring back the very old traditions, which we always did when we talked AFL. We always looked at the good old transactional report. And if anybody remembered, <laughs> back when we started this podcast, we used to wait literally, wasn't it, I want to say about 6.30? 6.30. They had like a time back in the day. It was like a set time every day. I, I, they like never announced the time, but it was, it was like an unknown. It was like 6.30 to 6.45 or something. I forget. Yeah, it was, and we were always wait for the, especially if we were about to do a show, we were always wait to see right. when the transactions would come out and, and see, you know, ooh, who, what players have moved or what players have signed and X, Y, and Z. Well, we got some new transactions just hitting the wire. Courtesy of ArenaFan.com. Make sure y'all go. Make sure y'all got to check that out. Uh, the home arena football fan since 1998. Free plug right there. Um, nothing really big on the wire today. Really, uh, the Columbus Destroyers placed uh, Gary Brown, the rookie, who me and Harris were looking forward to. They placed him on league suspension. But big news out of Washington. Uh, Harrison um, Reggie Reggie Gray has been signed. Reggie hey. Gray, the Wally old veteran. Wow. Is back in okay. Washington, and Washington followed that up yesterday with also signing Philip Barnett. What do you think about okay. those two moves, Harrison? As the season is upon us in, in a couple of days, literally forty-eight hours. That's a good signing. Reggie Gray has been doing this, man. Reggie Gray has been around. He's been doing this for a while, and he's been—he's another one of those guys. Like I was just talking about Kendrick Ings, one of those fast guys. Doesn't have to be too tall. He's only 5'9", 175. But Reggie Reggie Gray can play football, and that's a big signing for them. That's going to be big for Arvell. And then you touched on Philip Barnett as well. Philip Barnett has really turned into a nice arena football player. He's kind of bounced between some leagues. Like I think he was in the NAL last year. But, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that when the league was only at um, a smaller amount of teams and went out, played good in the NAL. That's pretty good competition down there as well. And now he's back in Washington. Definitely like that signing. Um, looking at their quarterbacks, they signed Gerard Evans to be Arvell's backup, which I think me yep. and you had, uh, kind of talked about that that might make sense. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then uh, yeah, also Doug McNeil. About that. Doug McNeil, a receiver, very talented guy, and Josh Reese. So I, I like the receiving court that they have now. Reggie Gray was a nice signing. Yeah, Reggie Green is definitely, you know, whenever you can get a future Hall of Famer and just bring him back in the fold, he's the guy that necessarily doesn't need training camp. <laughs> he's like yeah, the Tom Brady definitely. of, like, voluntary minicamp. He doesn't need to show up. Just like, hey, Reggie, just make sure you and game shape are ready to go when we need to convert the season. And, hey, to, you know, bring him back into the fold, um, with the season, like I said, only 48 hours away, just getting Arvell Nelson and, you know, his target. Because I think when we previewed the, each team last season, I mean, not last season, last week, um, I was saying Josh Reese was a guy to look out for because it seemed like he was mm-hmm. going to be the number one option without Reggie Gray. And now with Reggie Gray and now Philip Barnett, man, this is now a, a star – this now is a star-studded receiving core. Uh, for Washington, like you said, if I'm not mistaken, did didn't Philip Barnett play for the uh, what was that Carolina Cobras? If I'm not mistaken, I think so. In the NAL, I think so. Not not sure exactly what team he played for last year, but I know he played well. And I'll just I'll circle back to Doug McNeil. I just remember the talent that he had early in his career with Portland when he was just lighting it up mm-hmm. with Eric Rogers. He's actually now a great CFL receiver, and McNeil had some opportunities with the Seahawks. 
I, if I'm not mistaken, they were trying him out at cornerback a little bit with the Seahawks. So that just kind of goes to show the versatility and the athleticism he has. And I was listening to a Warren Smith interview because that's what I do in my free time. And uh, Warren was saying how Doug McNeil <laughs> was one of, the, uh, one of the most athletic and talented receivers that he had ever played with. And that says a lot because Warren's played with a lot of good receivers. So Doug is definitely a really talented right. guy. And I'm excited to see what him, Reese, uh, Reggie Gray, and Philip Barnett do. Like you said, uh, that's a really good four. And I definitely love Arvell at their quarterback spot. I think Arvell has a great arm. He's been an underappreciated arena football quarterback for a long time um, between, you know, him having to play some jack linebacker and maybe having to bounce around a few other leagues. But Arvell is definitely one of the most talented guys in this league, and he's definitely got some good receivers now. So I'm excited to see what the Valor can put together this year. Oh, yeah, most, most, most definitely. It should be interesting to see. Uh, if you don't know, the Valor and uh, the Baltimore Brigade uh, kick off the uh, kick off the regular season starting on uh, starting on <clears throat> starting on Friday starting on Friday night. Uh, like you said, Philip Barnett, I just actually pulled up his uh, information. He did earlier this year. He did re-sign with the Carolina Cobras. Who I gotta say, Harrison got some decent jerseys. I mean, them jerseys are kind of them jerseys look nice, man. I mean, sheesh, the black and the silver. Yeah. Combo looks really nice. And uh, last season with the Cobras in 2018, Barnett um, had 644 uh, receiving yards with 21 touchdowns off of 63 receptions. And this guy, been a he's been a he's been a he's been an indoor football lifer. I mean, he started his professional career in 2011 with the Cincinnati Commandos, um, and you know played with the Nashville Venom and the PIFL. For people who remember that, uh, the Texas Revolution and the Wichita uh, Fall, Wichita Falls Nighthawks, so the IFL, the Tampa Bay Storm, Cleveland Gladiators, and now he will be joining the Baylor. So I mean, he's coming off a pretty solid season uh, with the Cobras, uh, playing next to a guy like Fabian Guerrero, uh, who was also his uh, running mate, and I think we also got another outstanding wide receiver who's skipping me while I shared you uh, his highlights with you a couple weeks ago. So he's uh, he's in he's in shape. And he's definitely going to be ready to go uh, for the uh, for the Baylor. Definitely, and he had a great year in 2016 with the Tampa Bay Storm: 70 catches, 687 yards, and 13 touchdowns. So this is a guy with a lot of talent, and he's mixing into an already talented receiver room with a good quarterback. So it's exciting to see that Philip Barnett has another opportunity in the AFL. Um, last last time he was in the AFL was 2017 with Cleveland. He only had three receptions for 22 yards. I'm pretty sure. He was in the NAL for most of that year. Um, so mm-hmm. it's exciting to see him get a full-time opportunity in the AFL because week one hasn't even started yet, but he's on the Valor roster. So it, it'll be good to see him back in the AFL this year. Yes, most definitely should be interesting to see uh, to see all this, you know, happen, even progresses and kicks off. Um, as we know, as you know, or as you're listening right now, this is the uh, High Motion Podcast here. On Blog Talk Radio, like I said, you can check this. If you missed this podcast or any other podcast, you can check it out uh, on uh, blogtalkradio.com backslash Total Sports Live, or you can check it out on uh, on iTunes. Just go to the podcast app, search Total Sports Live, hit that subscribe button. You'll get this podcast and every other podcast that we do from here on out, or even the ones that we did in the past. If you want to go back to the 2016 archives, you can. 
you can do that as well. So you can do that. And we're also trying to get us our, get ourselves on Spotify. So if you got Spotify, we're, we might be on there sooner than later. So make sure you download the Spotify app. And same thing, cool. TSO, the TSL podcast, you can search on Spotify uh, when we uh, officially get on there, which is hopefully very, very, very soon. Um, before we jump into talking about big games and uh, looking forward, you know, to you know, to breaking down those matchups, Harrison. Let's uh, real fast talk about real fast talk about the Columbus Destroyers, and it looks like they're going to be going with a rookie quarterback uh, in Grant Russell. I mean, uh, it's rare. We talked about it last week. It's rare to see a rookie quarterback get a start in the, in the AFL because, like you mentioned in, in the past, it's a very high pace, you know, fat. It's a very fast pace. Uh, game and you know there's 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 a there's a there's a lot happening uh, happening around you you know at the speed of light almost but Grant Russell seems like he's gonna get to start with uh, Danny Southwick uh, there the old Wally veteran uh, in Columbus with uh with Matt Salk. Uh what do you think of the move uh, by by Salk to go with the go with the rookie quarter to go with the rookie quarterback in the Ohio native pretty much. Definitely. So, uh, Salk had said something earlier in the offseason that he was going to be willing to work with rookies and put rookies in, and it was the same way out in Portland. There was a lot of rookies, a lot of young guys who hadn't played this game, and he's a coach who's willing to let some of those guys run free and try to find superstars, and like I was just talking about, Doug McNeil was on that Portland team with Matt Salk, so that's a testament to him, but looking at Grant Russell, he's coming from a, a college offense that ran the no huddle, the spread no huddle which is a little bit concerning just because of the logistics of the Arena Football League. You're going to be under center almost every snap. Uh, it's very rare to see shotgun. I know you're a big fan of the shotgun formation, but it's very rare to see it in the AFL. And also, you have to be in the huddle every play. There is no no huddle, hand signals, at least yet. I'm, I, I don't know. Maybe Chip Kelly will be here someday and bring it to the Arena Football League. But for now, there's no hand signals, no no huddle. It's really just you get in the huddle every play and you call a play. So that's the only thing that concerns me about Russell. I think he's got all the talent in the world, had a nice college career, a lot of touchdowns, a lot of yards, and a good completion percentage, which is important to show accuracy to go into the Arena Football League with the smaller and tighter windows. And he looked good in some of the, the clips I saw on Twitter. Um, it'll, it, but really it is all about that first game. That's, that's when the bullets are flying. That's when we really get to see how a quarterback will do in the Arena Football League. Um, Warren Smith, for instance, in his first start did very well with Spokane Shock. Other guys have done not so well. So that first game is really the big testing point, really the big showcase. Um, Shane Carden, a few years back in his first game, they didn't get the win, but he lit it up in that game and went mm-hmm. on to have a fabulous rookie season in the Arena Football League. So it'll be interesting to see what Grant Russell does. It, it, it can be hit or miss sometimes the rookie quarterback. Sometimes they go out and play great and light it up and get the win, and sometimes you know, it's it's a disaster, but I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited to see uh to see uh what he does as well and it should be interesting to see, you know, just how things how things progress for for Columbus, you know. They they're 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 an expansion squad, but they're an expansion they're an expansion squad uh with they're an expansion squad with with talent. So hey, we will definitely see how how those things uh, come along. But we do have a guest. We have our first guest uh, joining us here 
on the uh, High Motion Podcast. Joining us here is none other than the is none other than uh, the, the Atlantic City Blackjacks uh, defensive line coach and linebackers coach and Caesar Rafer. You might remember him with a couple of cents in the NFL, but he's also an AFL legend. So we definitely appreciate you, Caesar. Thanks for coming on. Uh, it's a blessing. Thanks for having me on here. You know, it's always good talking to you guys. How's it going, Caesar? It's good to talk to you again. This is Harrison. I was really excited to see that you were getting into coaching this year because you had such a long career in the AFL and you had your stint in the NFL and the CFL, so you have a lot of knowledge on this game. And obviously on the field you did everything that a defensive lineman could do in the Arena Football League. You have all the sacks, all the accolades, the all-arenas and all that. But what was the transition like to coaching, Ben, for you? Um, it's, it's been awesome. I love coaching. Um, just, you know, getting my using my wisdom from playing in every era of football you can think of and just, you know, bringing that knowledge and teaching guys the, the game of football and, you know what, and then teaching them and then uh, having them go out there and be successful and do good things. It's it's almost like, you know, it's like you're like being a parent, you know, teaching your kids, you know, things, and they, they grow up and they do good things and stuff like that. And so you just be so proud. But I love the feeling. It's just, you know, I love the game of football and just to be able to be still in it and coaching. And it's just like, you know, the fire is still burning. It's still burning hot in me. And I just, I just love the game. I just love coaching now. And it's just been a great transition. Well, that's awesome to hear that it's been such a good transition for you. Obviously, I remember your days on the playing field. You always were a very high-motor guy. And what's it been like just transitioning from game day mode, you know, getting yourself ready, to now you're getting a group of defensive linemen ready. You have four separate guys and then probably a fifth guy, the swing guy. What's it been like getting the whole group ready instead of just yourself? Um, it, it's, been, it's been good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of put out the knowledge. I kind of put out the tips and stuff and just coach these guys up and um, just with the knowledge I've known. And um, hopefully they go out there and, you know, be successful with it. Um, it's a little different because, you know, like, you know, as an individual, as a person, you know, it's, um, you know, it's easier to kind of get yourself ready. But, you know, when it comes to coaching, it's just like basically, you know, it's like being a leader, you know, leadership, you know, and you know, helping the group of people and leading them to hopefully that leading them to do great things and lead them to, you know, perform well, and hopefully that the things I teach them, things I show them uh, can be very, you know, prosperous for them on the field. So you played for Ron James in a few different places. You played for him in Utah and, and Tampa Bay at the end of your career. What's it been like going from playing for him to now being on his coaching staff? Um, you know, Coach James is still Coach James, and he'll always be my coach. And, you know, it's, you know, you know, he's very loyal. He's, you know, he keeps everything, you know, you know, um, what's that word? He's just a very loyal coach, and I just love his system. You know, he's there for his players. He's there for his coaches. Um, he just, you know, gives you the opportunity to do, you know, do what you're best at, you know, saying, you know, he helps teach you and brings the best out of you, and he just makes things happen for you. And then as a coach, it's just – it's almost the same thing as playing for him. You know, he gives us opportunity to go out there and do what we are good at, you know, and if there's some things that need to be, you know, changed or whatever, he coaches us up, you know, saying so. 
um, you know, as a young coach, it's almost like playing for him. You know, he's always coaching me up. You know, he's always leading me, you know, teaching me some good things and stuff like that, and I'm utilizing that stuff that I've learned from him to transfer as a coach. And this is the High Motion uh, Podcast here on our Block Talk Radio, and we're joined by Atlantic City Blackjacks defensive line and linebackers coach Caesar Rayford uh, here on the podcast. And Caesar, this is Joe Vaughn. Um, looking at you know this, your your guys' roster, very talented, very you know talented, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And one guy who really stood out to me, and I spoke to Harrison about this on last week's show, was Lyndon Trail uh, from Norfolk State, and you know a guy that had a couple of NFL stints, CFL stints, spring league, and had a really productive career at uh, Norfolk State, you know, with with his size, six foot seven, uh two fifty. I mean, how has how has it been, you know, being able to coach him coach him up, you know, bringing him from the outdoor game now into the indoor game? You know, one thing about him, he has a lot of great tangibles and he's a he's a hard working player and you know, he's a professional, like, you know, you he, you 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 want to find players like him that's professional that comes in with the mindset to work, um, to come in with the mindset to get himself better, and it's it's just great to have him. I mean, because there's things that he's already have that you can't coach, you know, and you you can't coach his effort, you can't coach, you know, his tangible, his size, his length, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then just uh, his whole attitude of the willingness to come in to work, the willingness to come in and get better, the willingness to be coachable. And, you know, the sky's the limit with this young man. And, you know, I I just hope that I can, you know, keep coaching him up and, you know, and make him, you know, him a dominant player as he transitions from the from the outdoor game to the arena game. You know, it's definitely the sky's the limit with this, with this guy. And um, I'm very excited to see what he can do um, this coming weekend. Hey, I think we all are excited because I have, I have, I myself had just, you know, have, I had big expectations from just knowing what he did and that done uh, in the college realm of things. And just looking at uh, your guys, you know, just looking at your defense overall, just what are your ex- expert, what are your expectations uh, for this defense and where you see, you know, where you guys see where your strengths are, just going through training camp, where your strengths are right now. And just one thing where you feel like, we're not the strong at that yet, but if we just keep on pushing and just keep on getting better, then we could be, you know, one of the top, you know, top tier defenses uh, in the in the arena football league. Um, I think a big thing about our defense is we have a lot individuals that are willing to work. We know the one thing we're going to do is our goal is we're going to outwork our opponent. You know what I'm saying? You know, we might not have the superstars or the all arena guys. You know, we might not have, you know, the size or quickness and stuff like that or, you know, because every, every team has everything. But, you know, we're going to have the attitude to come out to work. You know, every game, you know, we're looking at outworking our opponents. We're looking at every play bringing it, you know, because mm-hmm. I just feel like work um, work beats talent. But with talent and work, creates championship. Creates championship players, creates championship teams, you know. And so we're going, we're going, we're coming out there. To the mind, the mindset of working. We're gonna keep. We're gonna outwork our opponent. You know, say play in, play out. You know, saying if that's in the arena, if that's in the parking lot, wherever it is, we got. We're gonna do. We're gonna come out there and we're gonna work. We're gonna bust our tails. We're gonna fly around and we're gonna be relentless. Um, and that's what we you know we're keying our defense. You know, especially with our defensive coordinator, uh, Sergio Gillum. You know, 
Because you can think about, you know, we're a young defense, you know, we're young uh, rookie coaches, you can say, in this league. Um, and we're just, we're, just, we're just coming with the mindset to work. You know what I'm saying? We're going to keep working. We're going to keep making things happen. There's definitely nothing wrong with that. And like you said, you know, your your, your coaching staff is really, you know, guys that are, you know, ASL lifers and, and, you know, legends in the game. And I just wanted to just get your overall thoughts on the, just the future of the league and where the league is headed because it just seems like there's a lot of great things on the horizon. Uh, with the league, you know, adding two expansion teams, you know, adding draft teams, just, just, just give me your thoughts on just where you think the league is heading, and you know, you're down there in AC, which it seems like they're excited to have, you know, arena football back down there. Just what are your thoughts? My thoughts is, you know, the arena football league is a reason why it's, you know, it's been around over 30 years, and perseverance is what like you can really name this league. You know, yeah, there's been times it's been it's been at the highs, it's been lows, but for the most part, this league has persevered. You know, as as this league has kept working, it stayed alive. You know, there might have been times where it's been a faint pulse, but this league has fought back every time, every year, has been relevant. You know what I'm saying? This league has been relevant for many years. There's a reason why it's it's still going. There's a reason why. You know, there's players in this league that's moved on to the next level, from, even from the NFL to the CFL. Um, you know, you got a lot of great players that came from Arena Football League, and I like the uh, I like the direction that the Arena Football League is going. It's growing, it's getting solidified with strong ownership. You got good uh, teams coming in. You got the fans that are coming back. You know, slowly but surely. And you know, and you the thing is, the product, the players. You got you got players that want this league to survive. You got you got players that that come out here day in, day out, travel from all around the country, you know, to come play this game. You know, especially like mm-hmm. you gotta think about it. You know, most teams are all on the East Coast. But you got players all the way from right. the West Coast, from the South, you know what I'm saying? They're they're making that commitment to come to this league because they see the potential in this league. They see the progress in this league. And, you know, with the new ownership stuff and the new direction, you know, the people, you know, at the top, they they see the direction. They see where it's going. And, you know, perseverance and time, this league will be right back at the pinnacle of, you know, football. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's 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 a matter of time. It's a matter of time. You know, there's leagues that's came and gone. There's leagues that came in with that big bang and wow, wow, and next, you know, it fizzles out, you know, and arena football, perseverance, you know, you got players, you got owners, you got referees, everybody associated with arena football. You have a mindset of like blue collar people coming in, working their tail off day and out. No matter the highs, the lows, you know, this league keeps working. This league keeps surviving. This league keeps putting out talent. This league keeps putting out a great product. This league is here. It's here to stay. And I think the direction is going to be great. And I, you know, I won't be surprised if it's, you know, within five years, it's you know making some serious noise in this in the spring. You know, football. So, coach, one of those blue collar West Coast guys, like you just mentioned, is Wes Malia, who you guys have on your team, and what he brings to a roster is so important with his versatility. He's had time as a starting linebacker in this league at the MAC linebacker spot, and he's had great seasons at MAC where he's gotten you know five plus sacks, six plus sacks. 
And then last year in Albany, he actually played fullback for them. So talk about what it's like to have a versatile guy like that on your line. Well, I mean, that's, you know, that's that's what the real football is. You know, you got versatile people that can do many things. And, you know, yes, we're not like back in the day with like the Ironman, but, you know, versatility is so key because, you know, with a limited roster and, you know, having a guy that can do that can do more is exceptional. Like, you, you, you can't find, you know, too many guys like that. And when you do have someone that's exceptional that can do a lot for you, you know, that adds so much value. You know, it's almost like, you know, even in the NFL or CFL, you know, as a, you know, young player or whatever, unless you're like a Tom Brady or a superstar, it's like, hey, you got to play the special teams. Hey, you got to do the other stuff. You know, it's like the more you can do, the better help your chance. You know, in a real league, in a real league that it's almost the same, same concept. And so having players that can do more things, multiple things, helps our team, helps the roster, you know, because the situation comes, you know, it's a 24-man roster. Someone goes down, you got a guy that can probably step in and play different positions and help the team out. You know, and that's and that's and that's gold in this league. You know, a player that can play multiple positions. You know, day in, day out. You know, saying for a whole season playing different things. You know, it's great having a player like him. You know, because he did. He had a lot of success at fullback. He had a lot of success at Mac linebacker, and that's gold for us. You know, saying and to do those things and be successful and not just be successful, but be productive is gold. Well, with you coaching them and the talent you guys have, like Devon said, Lyndon Trail, a really talented rookie, Antron Dillon, a great veteran, Nick Hager got his been around, Wes Mawia as well. And you coaching them, I know the Atlantic City defensive line is going to be getting after it all season long. Quarterbacks and offensive lines beware. Coach Rayford, Coach Rayford now is going to have them right. We really appreciate you coming on tonight, man, taking a little bit of time, and looking forward to seeing what your defensive line does this weekend. Hi, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for having me on here. It's been great talking to you guys. Um, like I said, man, arena football is here to stay. And, hey, go Blackjacks. We, you know, we're about to we're gonna make some noise. You know, we're going to make some noise this year. And then as an expansion team, as a new expansion team, we're going to make noise. And, you know, first time everything. Yes, sir, Coach. Well, best of luck from us, for sure. All right. Thank you very much. You guys have a good night. All right. You too. Appreciate it, Coach. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And that was uh, Atlanta City Blackjack defensive line and linebacker Coach Cesar Rayford uh, on the High Motion uh, podcast and Harrison, I, I I I like what I like what Coach was saying. I really like the the I like I like I like I like where his head is at. I like you know his his coach. I, I like what he was saying about his young defense, and, and and it's so true. It doesn't matter what any sports you play in. It doesn't matter what level of sports you play in. If you can outwork your guys and just play the game the right way. Literally, the sky is the limit, and I feel like this is with the blackjack. I think the sky is the limit for them. I think that with the coaching staff that they have in him and Sergio Gillum and Shane Stafford and Ron James and the players that they have on both sides of the ball, I think they can really make some noise this season. Definitely, and like like we touched on a little bit, that defensive line is really talented. Uh, the offensive line has a guy like Ray McNeil, a very veteran center, Cornelius Lewis, a guy who's been around. So that's always the key. 
the quarterback is the most important position in arena football, but if you can hit the quarterback and if you can't protect the quarterback, it's a huge thing. And right. I think Atlantic City is going to be able to protect their quarterback and get after quarterback. So it is really exciting to see what they have this year. Tyrone Laughinghouse is a very exciting receiver to see come up from the NAL. Kendrick Ings as well. Uh, LaRose Jackson is a very good backside defensive back. Marvin Ross is a very talented DB. And then I'm really excited to see your guy, Lyndon Trail, this year. I still haven't been able to really check him out, but it'll be exciting to see if he gets some playing time this week. That most definitely is. And, you know, since we're already talking about the Blackjacks, you know, let's get into our, our, our game picks and preview real quickly before we wrap up. Harrison, let's talk about it. Soul. Uh, Black Jacks, Wells Fargo Center, Saturday, 3.30, the home, the regular season opener, the soul looking to, you know, reestablish their dominance in the Arena Football League going against a, a Black Jack squad who is hungry and looking for uh, their first victory. Who do you got in this game and why? Well, it's a tough one. We just had Coach Rayford on, so I want to go Black Jacks, and they definitely have the talent to make this a really competitive game. Randy Hippard is a really, really good quarterback. He's got a lot of experience. He has an MVP. He's been in the past two championships. So I like that they have that going. But for the first game of their season against this Philadelphia Soul team, it might be a tough task for them to go up against Dan Rodeball, Darius Reynolds, Jake Metz. But it's going to be a good game, I think. I really like the way these two teams match up. If I had to pick a team, I'm going to go with the Soul but I like what Atlantic City has to match up with the soul. The thing that's going to be the deciding factor is I just think that Dan Rodebaugh is going to be too lights out in, in this week. I think last year after the injury, he's coming in this year fired up, ready to win another arena ball. I think Dan Rodebaugh is going to be lights out in this game. Darius Reynolds is a super talented receiver. Darius Prince is back on the team. Aaron Washa. And that offensive line is always good. The soul always protects very well. And Coach Dolezal is very good at using that three-step offense and then mixing in those five steps and taking the shots downfield with their corners and posts. So I love what the Soul do. It's just it's like a well-oiled machine. It's just and they don't lose. You know, they just do their thing. They run their off. A lot of teams have came and went. Arizona was a big-time foe for a while. They wound up getting the last lap there. Jacksonville was a big-time foe for a while. They wound up getting the last lap there. They just have this well-oiled program, this organization uh, on the football side of it that is just, you know, it, it's so talented. They have so much talent every year. And Coach Dozell does such a good job utilizing that talent, putting guys in the right spot, getting different receivers the ball. So I'm going to go with the soul in this one, but I'm excited for this game. Oh, yeah, definitely. And this game can also be uh, televised on NBC uh, uh, Sports Silly Pluck and be heard on 97.5 The Fanatic. I think the Black Jacks teams are also going to be televised on NBC Sports Philly as well this season. So there's that huge of a both squad, I believe, that's going to happen. Um, my prediction, like you said, is going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a very fun game, especially when you have Randy Hibbert, uh, Hibbert under center, and you have a guy like Kendra Gaines, who is a playmaker at the wide receiver position. But like you said, the soul are a well-oiled machine. I think this game, matchup-wise, I'm looking at the Souls wide receivers, wide receivers against the uh, Black Jack DBs. The DBs are definitely going to be tested in this game a lot by veteran guys, like you said, a, a big body wide receiver, big body wide receivers, and Darius Reynolds uh, and Aaron Washington, and then you know a guy that's like a that's that that had a breakout season and that can just get open uh, and just find the holes and 
and Darius Prince. So, like you said, I think it's gonna be a, I think it's gonna be a, I think it's gonna be a good game. I think it's gonna be moments where you're thinking, can AC pull this off? But I do think the Soul come away with the victory uh, against their uh, against their against their Jersey Shore uh, rivals here in Week One. And you know, Harrison, let's keep it pushing here on the podcast. Look at the last game um, on Saturday night before we jump back to um, before we jump back into the Friday night game. Uh, Columbus versus Albany, the other expansion squad, Grant Russell and company, and Matt Salk going up against the other well-oiled machine in the Albany Empire with Tommy Brady and company. Who you got and why? Interesting one. I'm going to go with Albany. Rookie quarterbacks, it can be tough. It really can be. And the fact that they have to go to Albany is a whole different animal for Grant Russell's first start. And that's not to say that I don't think he's going to do well in this game. I think Grant Russell has a bright future in the Arena Football League. I think getting this opportunity so young and getting to work with Coach Salk, who's a former Arena Football League quarterback, who quarterbacks tend to like, I think that's going to be good for Grant Russell. But going to Albany is just a different animal. I mean, the fans there are so into it. They are so involved and engaged in the game. They are loud all game. And that Albany defense is nothing to joke around with. They have a lot of talent. I'll start it off with Joe Sykes. How about the best defensive lineman in Arena Football League history? That's not an easy start for Grant Russell. Uh, Donovan Morgan, I know he's going to be excited to go out there to Albany. It's his first time playing there in a while. I think he probably did back in the day because Demo's a lifer. But I know he's excited to get out there and try to quiet those fans and score some touchdowns. And I think he will. I think Demo is going to have a great opening week. I think everyone is going to know that Donovan Morgan is back in the Arena Football League this game. I don't, I don't think it's going to be – oh, Demo returned? I think everyone's going to be like, yeah, Demo's back. But Albany is just – I'm going to go Albany in this one. Malachi Jones, Tommy Grady, those are just names that they're going to go out there and get it done. Defensively, like I said, Joe Stakes, I'm a big Terrence Smith fan as well. They have a lot of talent all around, and I'm going to go with Albany in this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with the other well-oiled machine as well. I'm going to go with Albany as well. I'm going to go Albany. I mean, like you said, tough situation for a rookie quarterback uh, to go into, you know, their first game on the road, especially against a squad like Albany who is just going to be, you know, just just excited and hyped, you know, to, to put the finishing touches, to, you know, to continue what they started last season but couldn't finish. Um, in, in the playoffs, and I think you know, even though, even though yeah, uh, the Destroyers, you know, they have Donovan Morgan, like you said, they have you know solid, you know, they have solid defensive back, you know, with Varmasoni and and Larico Stevenson, who are going, who I think are going to be able to, you know, withstand the matchup of going against a Malachi Jones and a Colin Taylor and Quentin Sims, but like you said, it's going, to, it's going to come down to offense. And I just don't think Grant Russell can keep up and, you know, put, keep up with the point factory that what Tommy Grady is going to put up on the other side. So, like you said, I like Albany in this game as well. And before we get to our final matchup, the rest of this podcast, Harrison, we do have some breaking news actually coming out of the Arena Football League. Uh, this is from Arena fan uh, commissioner uh, Randall Bose stated on Herb SM uh, on her sports radio that there will be a couple of big announcements tomorrow and early next week. Harrison, just your thoughts on what you think could be happening tomorrow and early next week. No clue. Uh, I mean, maybe the TV deal. 
I actually have an interview for um, Arena Fan with Commissioner Bo tomorrow, and Commissioner Bo is someone we would love to okay. have on our podcast as well. So I'm going to talk with him about that. For sure. So uh, excited to talk with him, and uh, I guess I'm going to have to stay tuned for those announcements and see what happens. Definitely. I hope. Uh, I, I think if I was a betting man, and I don't bet like that, but I was, I might put my money in down and say that I think we're going to hear a TV deal. Tomorrow is only right. It's only right, especially with the regular season, you know, kicking off. No, kicking off, you know, on Friday night. So we'll see what happens, see what else comes down the pipeline. But it is great news for the AFL that they're continuing to put they're, they're continuing to put the feelers out there and expanding and spreading their their proverbial branches out into, you know, the sports and out into the sports. Uh, media landscape, so definitely be excited to see about that. And last but not least, Harrison, we'll wrap up uh, this week's edition of the High Motion Podcast. we got to talk about the game on Friday to kick it all off on NBC Sports Washington. On NBC Sports Washington. Um, I think it will be on Monumental as well. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, don't don't hold me to that. We have the defended champs, the Washington Valor taking on the Baltimore Brigade. I think this one is going to be good. Uh, I think it's going to be a. I think it's going to be a close one. I think you're really going to see a nice back and forth battle. This is a rematch of last year's Arena Bowl. You know, these are, these are literally they're, 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 they're rivals. You know, Baltimore definitely probably going to get you know DC back for that game. DC, you know, they're coming in feeling pretty good about themselves. You know, Arvell Nelson. You know, he, he's getting his shot to be the guy. In D.C. and Shane Boyd, on the other hand, he gets his shot to be the guy in Baltimore. He's going to have a nice uh, supporting cast on defense with Joe Goosby and Joe Powell and you know Victorian and a whole host of other guys on that defensive line. And then he's got Joe Hill and Brandon Tompkins right next to him. And then on the other side, you got Arvell with Reggie Gray and Mario Thorman in that secondary. I mean, this is going to be probably I, I would say that this is probably going to be the one of the best games. Uh, this week, and I think, and I think I'm going with the upset here. I'm going with the Baltimore Brigade will upset the Washington D.C. Baylor to open the regular season. It's going to be a good one. Uh, I like your pick. I, I think that's a, a smart pick with Joe Hills and Shane Boyd. But I'm actually going to go on the other side. I'm going to go with the Valor. Um, I really think that Arvell Nelson is going to go out there and have a day. And I think Shane Boyd is going to do, do well as well. I'm excited to see him finally get this opportunity to be the full-time guy. And I think working with Joe Hill is going to open up so many doors for him that were closed a few weeks ago because Joe Hill is just – he's always open. I mean, Joe Hill has a matchup with mm-hmm. everyone. So it's going to be good on that aspect. But I just circle back to these receivers that the Valor have. And I think that receiving core is going to be a difference maker with Doug McNeil Reggie Gray now, Josh Reese, and Philip Barnett. Uh, I think that's a great receiving core. And then you look at the defense, Alvin Ray Jackson, a Jack linebacker who's been around, done it. Mario Norman, a DB with all the talent in the world. So they're a very good team, I think, early in this season. And I think they're going to go out and defeat the Brigade. I think it will be a good game, like you said. And just circling back to the Brigade, they, they do have a lot of talent as well, especially defensively with Dexter Jackson and Justin Lawrence. And then Joe Goosby, who unfortunately could not make our podcast tonight. Something came up. But a good friend of ours here on the High Motion Podcast just finished up an Arena Fan article about him that came out. 
Uh, would love it if everyone would mm-hmm. check that out. But they have a lot of talent on this brigade team as well. So your pick might be right. The brigade may come out with this one. I'm going to stick with the Valor, though, because of Arvell Nelson and that receiving for it. I think they have a lot of talent. But it should be a good one. I know Joe Powell is going to be out there at DB so, and Josh Victorian. So it's, it's going to be a fight for sure. Yeah, most definitely is going to be a fight. And, you know, pretty much that's going to wrap up our uh, the second episode of the High Motion Podcast. Once again, we appreciate everybody uh, that took the time out to listen uh, to our second episode. Like I said, you can check it out uh, on blocktalkradio.com backslash total sports live. You can also check it out on iTunes as well. Like I said, just search uh, total sports live on uh, iTunes. And once you're there, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating too. We would appreciate that as well. Leave a rating uh, on the podcast and tell us what you like. Tell us that, you know, tell us that we're, yeah, we're crazy for some of our predictions or, you know, that you appreciate the the, the, the interviews that we're hoping to bring you guys, this, everybody this season. You know, we're really going to try our best, you know, to, to shed some light on the league and, you know, yeah, bring you the interviews that no one else has and that no one else will and just give you and just give you that, that top-notch, you know, quality, uh, uh, content, you know, from the Arena Football League, you know, because there's not many outlets that's covering this league, and we're going to give it our best try, you know, from all of our ends, you know, to try to make this happen. And um, like I said, you can follow me on Twitter at Joe Rising. You can follow Harrison uh, on Twitter at Harry uh, Brown Russo. And like you said, Harrison, you have a new story on Arena Fans. Uh, dot com interview with Joe Goosby, the two-time Arena Bowl champion and three-time all arena jack linebacker that's online right now definitely that was a a fun article to write and a fun interview to do gooseby's a a great dude great guy to talk to looking forward to getting him on the podcast in the future um and i just also Uh definitely give a shout out tonight to coach rayford he's our rayford who came on and took some time out of his busy schedule come talk to us we really appreciate that was really great to hear what he had to say about this atlantic city team it sounds like they have this mm-hmm. underdog mentality, and they just have a kind of we're not yep. going to be beat mentality. So I love to hear that. I'm excited to see them play on Saturday. And uh, definitely want to just really, really thank him for coming on, taking the time out of his day. And uh, thank you as well Appreciate for hosting this as always. You did a great job. Uh, just allowed me to sit over here and chop it up and talk some Marina football. So appreciate you always, brother. Hey, definitely, and hey, like you say, you can follow up and check us out on all things, and hey, enjoy the DraftKings this weekend, enjoy it, check it yeah. out, put your lineups together, you know, hey, if you if you, if you got any uh, questions, hit us up on Twitter, you know, we might not be the best at DraftKings, but we do know the game of real football, so you got any questions about should I play this guy, play this guy, let us know, and, and also make sure you do catch up on your read, and also make sure to catch up on your reading of the AFL on ArenaFan.com. Like I said, check out Harrison's stories with Joe Goosby, Warren Smith, and the captain, Donovan Morgan, before you watch those three games uh, this weekend. So, hey, everybody enjoy the opening week of football. And when we talk to you guys again next week, we will be in week two. And I tell you, there will definitely be a lot to talk about from these games uh, these week, this, from, from this weekend. So, For me and Harrison, everyone have a good one, and we will uh, talk to you guys very soon.